Welcome to another inspiring message from John Cameron, Senior Pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire and empower you. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. We're doing a series in our church at the moment, simply entitled Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that this morning? Power to save, power to heal, power to transform, power to deliver. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the name of the Lord is Jesus. He's the one that we worship. He is the one that we adore. So over this month, we've been spending this month talking about Him and His name is Jesus. I know that there have been great messages preached. One, one message preached recently in one of our services, Jesus, friend forever. I preached a message called the Prince of Peace that you not only have peace with God, but you can experience the peace of God. And this morning, I wanna preach from this passage to every person in our church family, simply about the power of Jesus, who is the Word. The Bible tells us here in the book of John, chapter one and verse one, that in the beginning was the Word. That before all things, before the world came to be, before the universe existed, before all that was the Word. The Bible tells us that the Word was in the beginning, that before the universe was created was the Word. And it's no small deal to understand the power of the Word because in verse two, verse, sorry, in verse one, the last phrase, it simply says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And one of the hinge phrases of our Christian faith, and the Word was God. That the Word is God. He was with God and He is God. And the writer is wanting you and I to be crystal clear about this church, that Jesus is God. The Word is God. Then in verse 14, it simply tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. What an amazing thing to celebrate, the birth of our Saviour who came to us, dwelt among us, is with us. I love what the Message Bible says about this verse. It says that the Word that God put on flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood that God stepped into our world and showed us who He is in the face of Jesus. That we celebrate at Christmas the Word who became flesh, whose name is Jesus. His name might be Jesus, but my friends, as we focus on Jesus, it's important to know that not only is He our Prince of Peace, our Emmanuel, our friend forever, But our Jesus is also the Word. In fact, before He was Jesus, He was already the Word. It's very important to know that when we celebrate the birth of a baby at Christmas, we're not just celebrating the birth of a baby who came into this world and was wrapped in swaddling cloths. And as my son told me this morning, was put into a feeding trough. He's very fixated on the baby Jesus being in the feeding trough. 
I think that's because he's six years old and anything that's kind of edgy is his fascination at the moment. Yesterday, we were in the bush here in Christchurch and he began to gather sticks and put them together in this kind of pile. And I said, son, what are you doing? What are you building? He said, I'm making an altar so that we can offer sacrifices to God. (laughs) I'm not sure my son cares at all about the New Testament. He's fixated on the fact that animals died in the old. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus is the Word. He was the Word who spoke in Genesis and as a result of Him speaking, the worlds came to be. In Genesis chapter one, verse one, it simply says that in the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That in the beginning was God and God spoke. And as a result of God's speech, the worlds came to be. It tells us in uh, verse three that God said, let there be light and there was light. In verse six, God said, let there be an expanse between the waters and the waters separated. In verse nine, God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. I'm going somewhere. Make sure that if you've heard this before, you're hearing it not just with eyes of dullness or the ears that have heard it, but lean in to understand that we are celebrating a Jesus who has the power to speak and at His speech, light comes and waters separate and the ground is formed just at the Word of God. Before we had Jesus, we had the Word. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 138 verse two, that in the New King James Bible, that God has magnified His Word above His name that God has literally said, more important than my name is my Word. And we celebrate His name and His name is Jesus. But Psalm 138 says, He has magnified His Word above His name. Because 2,000 years ago, His name jumped into our lives. But at the dawn of creation, His Word created the world in which we have our lives which is why in Him we live and move and have our being because He is the Word. And by His Word, He created all things. And by His Word, He sustains all things. And the Jesus we celebrate at Christmas is the Jesus who spoke the world into being. See, I want you to understand that if Jesus is simply a baby that came into this world and we celebrate Him at Christmas, then He is at best worthy of our adoration and our worship because God became man. But if in Jesus we find a Word that spoke and galaxies were formed and stars were created and God used a baby as a vehicle to get God into this world, the Word into this world, then my friends, it changes the way you think about Christmas because you come to understand that God's gift to us at Christmas is not just not just the birth of a, a son, but the coming into this world of the Word that spoke at the dawn of creation. And I don't know, somehow, even though it's the same thing, it, it expands my mind to see and to appreciate what Jesus is in the Word. He is the Word who spoke and caused the worlds to be. He is the Word who sustains all things that are in this world. And then the Bible says that in verse three, that through Him, all things were created and without Him, nothing has been made that has been made. Through Him, all things were made and without Him, nothing was made. 
So let me break that down for you. Literally, everything that is in this world was made by the hand of God and nothing that is in this world was ever created without God. And then when you just kind of eliminate creation from it and just narrow it down, the Bible is literally saying through Him, all things, without Him, nothing. That this Word that we're talking about is everything because the Bible's saying that through the Word, all things, without the Word, nothing. This Jesus, this Word, this Word that became flesh, this Word who is the Word of God is everything in our lives. He is the difference between, for you and me, everything and nothing. When we think about our lives, we start to realise that Jesus, the Word, is not a small thing. It is the deciding factor. Have you ever stopped to consider a baby, a son, a man who split the calendar record of humanity into two, became the most famous person to ever walk the course of this earth, is also the living Word of God. And in that Word, the universes were created and the worlds were formed. And one Word from the Word can change everything in our lives. It's easy for him to be reduced down, for Jesus to become, even in a believer's life, somehow surreptitiously we boil Jesus down. We, we reduce down the impact of what He means to us to somehow being even just a, a baby, a man or teacher or even, even just a simple Saviour. And of course He is our Saviour, but we can never allow His potency, His power to be reduced down to I mean, it's an amazing in and of itself. If He was just my Saviour, that's it. That's great. That's enough. But my friends, He is the Word. The Word is life. The Word is light. The Word is the only way that you and I can ever move forward in our lives. He is the Word of God. And when we think about that, we start to understand that without Him, nothing, and with Him, everything, that life and humanity in the universe hinges upon the power of the Word. Jesus is the Word. And when we elevate Him to His rightful place, we start to worship Him as He should be worshipped, that He is the Creator of the universe, the power of our lives. And you know what? It is so important that at Christmas, we worship Jesus, who is the Word of God. You know, when we think about our lives, you and I, when we consider our lives, I think for many people, it's understandable. We know what it's like to live feeling like we're in the dark. Have you ever felt like you're in the dark? Like something in your life is not quite right. Something in your world is not going the way that you want it to. You can't fathom something, can't understand something, come find a way through. And then we we understand that we live in a world that spiritually is darkened. I mean, we, we, we got our great movie, The Hobbit, coming out at the moment, and it's really the division between light and darkness, Mordor and, you know, some little hobbit dudes. And, you know, it's a tension between light and darkness, and every single one of us know what it's like to feel dark. Have you ever been in the dark? You know, I went mountain biking for the very first time yesterday in seriousness with my brother, and, you know, we're going down the hill, and then, you know, you've got to cycle all the way back up, and, you know, he kind of beat me downhill, and I beat him uphill because I do a lot of cycling. And so, you know, but going downhill, you know, you're kind of flying around these corners, and I was trying to figure it all out and learn how to throw this bike into the corners and, you know, just, just 
just trying to figure out the mechanics of riding. And he said to me, you know what? You're back down in Christchurch on Tuesday. Maybe you should bring your headlight. And after we've gone to the meeting, we could go and do it at nighttime. <laughs> My first thought, he's trying to kill me. Yeah. My second thought, he's crazy. Yeah. And my third thought, there is no way. Because at the end of the day, they don't make a headlight bright enough for me to be willing to go flying down the side of a mountain with a light attached to my bike or even to my head. I need all the vision I can get just to stay alive. And that's in the broad daylight, let alone trying to do it in the night. He's loco, pray for him. He needs his mind to return. At the end of the day, if you're in the dark, if you've ever been in the dark, everything in your life slows down, everything, everything is reduced. When you've got darkness in your life, your potential is robbed. When there's, when there's darkness around you, you ever been in a really dark place? I'm not talking about where the moon is there and everything is kind of, you know, isn't it amazing that even the Bible says God made the moon to govern the night? Isn't it amazing that the God who calls Himself light said even when it's darkness, I will cause something to govern the darkness? That's a symbol, by the way, that God will never leave you. But have you ever been in a room where there is no light and you can't see your hand in front of your face and you have to move so slowly and your, your fears are heightened? You feel afraid. You're apprehensive, cautious. Don't wanna move forward too quick. And the reason why is that you're surrounded by the dark. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus, who is the Word, came into this world, that in the Word was life and in the Word was light. And He spoke into the darkness and caused light to be. Not just at the dawn of creation, but whenever the Word jumps into my life, He brings light to me. At the dawn of creation, God spoke and said, let there be light. Interestingly enough, several days later said, oh, and by the way, let's make them sun and let's make the moon. But four days before it, light existed because in the Word is whatever He commands to be, whether the sustainability of it is there or not. And that's powerful because we're not looking for the alignment of circumstances or situations for the miracle to come into our lives. We don't need a sun for the healing to, let me, let me break this down. We don't need the vertebrae to be there for the back to be healed. We don't need, we don't need the cancer to be technically gone for our healing to appear. All we need is for God to speak the Word. And the moment He speaks the Word before whatever sustains it has actually arrived, if the Word said it, it's happening in my life. It happened at the dawn of creation. It happens daily in the life of believers. And church, I want you to know that Jesus is the Word. He spoke into our lives. And as a result of the fact that He spoke, you and I are now made alive, delivered out of darkness. Is there anybody in any Arise Centre who has a relationship with Jesus Christ and has been delivered out of darkness this morning? Come on. Truly, my experience of being a follower of Jesus is that it's different. When you follow Jesus, the moment He steps into your life, the darkness goes. 
I don't know how to explain it because it's not like I've got phraseology to back it up. I just know that I felt an increased sense that I was at peace, not afraid. That I was positive about the future, more alive. Like I could somehow pursue my dreams with more abandon, knowing that I wasn't gonna fall over, wasn't gonna donk into something, wasn't gonna get tripped up by the same faults and failings. Why? Because Jesus brought light into my life. And it's important to understand, friends, that you and I are finite and we are at the same time as being finite. We are terminal, every single one of us. Death reigns in our mortal bodies. I've done a survey, 100% of people die. And you and I are bound in this world. Our world is bound to a finite existence and a terminal destination. I know you're not wanting to say amen to that, but it is the truth. But at the same time as our world is finite and terminal, God is infinite. The Word is infinite and eternal. So this world is finite and temporal, but God is infinite and eternal. And whenever the infinite and eternal Word of God connects with our lives, it changes something fundamental. And I want us to understand this morning that when Jesus steps into our lives, the Word steps into our lives. He is the Word. And when the Word steps into my life, it changes everything about my life. Oh man, this plane's about to take off. See, turn with me this morning, if you have a Bible, to the book of 1 Peter. The book of 1 Peter, chapter 1. 1 Peter, chapter 1, and verse 23. It says, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word of God. Jesus is the Word. And when the Word jumps into your life, the Word is an imperishable seed. Verse 24, for all men are like grass, And their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the Word of the Lord endures forever. See, my life is temporal and my life is finite, but the Word of God is eternal and the Word of God is infinite in power. And when you and I find Jesus, the infinite Word of God jumps into my life and my outward appearance might be fading away, but inwardly that Word is renewing me day by day. Not just me, but all of us, my friends, when the Word jumps into our lives, it changes everything. It brings a new sequence of events. It brings a new journey in my life. The moment I find Jesus, it changes everything. See, when I found Him in my life, it brought peace to my body. But I want you to understand that you can have the same body, same situations, same challenges. But when the eternal God is living on the inside of you, you might be, might be surrounded by the same pressures, but you know peace. You are alive. You are free. I cycled around Lake Taupo the other day and uh, it's 160 kilometres, so don't look at me like it's nothing. It's serious. 
And uh, you know, I'm coming up on 40, so that's even more serious. And so here I am cycling around Lake Taupo and you know, I didn't know this until I finished, but as I'm cycling around, the first thing that I began to think of was the song we started singing in some of our services that just says, Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. I'm a great preacher, that's no, I'm not in the worship team. But you know, so I'm cycling around Lake Taubo on my little Lycra, you know, with 8,000 other Lycra clad people. Some people make it looks good on, some people not so much. But you know, we're all cycling around Lake Taubo and you know, I'm singing in my heart, I'm singing, Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence is heaven. And I'm singing, I'm, you know, I'm singing it to myself and I'm going around there. And you know, we get about, we get about 70 or 80 Ks into this ride and there's a big hill that you start going up and some people probably know the name of it, but it starts with a K, I think, but it's, I, 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 I just keep going because Hudson's looking at me, shaking his head, but it's a big hill anyway. And I'm going up the hill and as I'm going up the hill, I'm, I'm, I'm singing the song in my heart and I've got a smile on my face. And by 80 Ks, a lot of people are starting to feel in pain, if you know what I'm talking about. And we're going up the hill and, and and I just start whistling. Well, around me are all of these other riders who are going up the hill at the same time. And when I started bustling into whistle, as we're going up this big hill after 80 kilometres of cycling, let me just tell you, church, that if looks could kill, I would be dead. All around me, they're looking at me like, I just hate you right now. So I said, oh, I'm sorry. And I was kind of, then I just cycled off and overtook them all, which is kind of like, which is kind of like, let's cut you open, grab some salt and just rub it all in there. But you know, at the end of the day, when you've got the Word living inside of you, you're in the same situation. You're in the same challenge. I've now learned that when you've got a positive attitude and a smile on your face, an endurance sport, apparently, it adds 10% to your performance. Now, for me, it wasn't about a positive mental attitude, a PMA. It was about the fact that I've got Jesus in me. And Jesus is the Word. And when His Word begins to come into your life, it changes everything. See, I preached a couple of weeks ago on the peace of Christ and Colossians 3.17 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. But you know what the next verse says? And let the Word of Christ rule in you. Let the Word of Christ. See, it's about the Word. When the Word is living in you, when the Word is in you, when the Word is moving through you, you have the same, the same thing that you get for salvation is supposed to then take over all of our lives. Because the Word is present. It says in Psalm 138 verse two that He sent His Word and healed them. That when all it takes for you and I to experience change in our lives is for God to simply speak the Word. If He sends forth His Word into my life, it changes everything about my life. Come on, are you receiving me this morning? His Word can bring healing to you. His Word can change you. His Word can save you. And when the Word gets into your life, man, it begins to work through everything. Jesus is the Word and the Word that comes from God. See, this is why Jesus loved the centurion who has a servant who is sick. And so people come and say, Jesus, would you come and would you heal the boy? And the centurion 
sends a messenger as Jesus is approaching his house. In Matthew chapter eight, verse eight, it says the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell one go and he goes and one come and he comes. I say to my servant, do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following, I tell the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And then in verse 13, it says, go and it will be done just as you believed it would. See, my friends, this Jesus has marveled at this man who understands something that we often find such a struggle to comprehend. And that is that when Jesus, the Word, speaks one Word, it's not the physicality of the person. It's not the location that counts. It is only the Word of God that makes the difference. And when the Word is spoken, He sends it forth and it heals us. When He speaks His Word, it delivers us. Jesus is the Word. I feel, like, I feel like sometimes in our lives, we can kind of make this so simplistic that we miss the power of what the Word can do in your life. I want you to understand this morning that all that's missing from my life to move me forward is the Word. I, I, I want you to know that the difference between possibility and impossibility is simply the Word. The, the thing that enlarges my world or reduces it is the presence of the Word. I was preparing this, messages, this message and I was, trying to, I was trying to wrap my head around what what I knew the Lord was wanting me to say, which was that He is the Word so that we can, we can elevate the power of the Word of God in our lives. Jesus, the Word of God in our lives. And, and it seems so simple when you say it, but the truth is, church, that, that it challenges you and I to think differently about what's possible, about about the paradigm of our lives. It, it makes me think more outside of the confines of the natural and it draws me into the infinite power of God. And, and this is the difference, is that when you, live, when you live within the confines of the rational, you can have a relationship with Jesus, but it doesn't transform your daily existence. But when you admit that Jesus is the Word and the Word, the Word is creation and the Word is power and the Word is healing and the Word is life. Well now I must, I must elevate my expectation in life to match this Prince of Peace, this, this Word, of, that this, when this Word is spoken, that things change. Circumstances change because of the Word. Jesus marveled at the centurion because the centurion simply believed that it wasn't the physicality of Jesus that made the difference. It was only the Word. See, John is going to pains in his letter to say to us, hang on a minute. In verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And for 33 years, we called Him Jesus. But the Word has always been. The Word is part of the Trinity. The Word was there at the beginning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, Son, who is the Word and the Holy Spirit. And when that Word is present in any situation, it is the definer of potential, the releaser of our lives. It's everything. 
Oh man, now now the verse that our children are memorizing in children's church this very morning, Psalm 119 verse 105 has the power to liberate your life. It's no accident because we're preaching about Jesus this month and they're learning about the Word this morning, that Jesus is the Word and what they're learning is that your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and children need to know and adults need to know that what you out of darkness in any situation in your life, any difficulty, any pressure, any circumstances is just the Word. What's God got to say about it? See, when that jumps into my life, man, it changes everything. See, turn with me this morning, if you've got a Bible, to Hebrews chapter 11. We're gonna jump all around the Bible today. You enjoying this? Oh man, you're awesome. Verse three, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, we understand, because in the natural, your mind doesn't even want to acknowledge it. But by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. I think in some centers, the New King James version of this verse might jump up for just a second, where it says, by faith we understand that the universe, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. By the Word, God's command, the spoken Word. Now back to the NIV, it says, so what is, did not come, what is seen was not made out of what was visible. This has got the power to change your life. What is did not come from what was. Because so many people in their lives are looking at everything and actually reducing their lives, God, Jesus. I'm not preaching against Jesus. I'm expanding your mind to understand Jesus. Before the baby was born, Jesus was. And Jesus always will be. He is the Word of God. And we understand that Jesus created the world simply because He spoke and not because of what you could have seen if you were alive at the dawn of creation. Because there was nothing. Out of nothing, God made everything. What is did not come from what was. There was nothing, God spoke, and out of nothing, everything that you see exists. So out of nothing, God made everything. And our challenge, church, is that we live between nothing and everything. We live in this realm that I like to call something. But the Bible's saying that you see stuff. You see things in your life right now. You see pressures. You see circumstances. Some of you, some of us, it's opportunities. It's resources. It's, it's my own potential, my own life, my own stuff. And we see the something of our temporal existence. But the Bible doesn't say that out of something, God then determined what He could do. It says out of nothing, God made everything. And every verse we've read this morning is the same resounding theme that He made everything with everything that was made was made by the Word and nothing that has been made has been made by the Word. 
some man. Whoa, nothing that has been made has been made without the Word. Let's get that right. So then my friends, we live in this realm called something and that's the danger point because in the middle of nothing and everything we live and we tend to reduce down what God is going to do in our lives on the basis of our something. But John, I came from a broken family. John, I've got sickness in my body. John, I'm indebted. Oh, John, my business has got the potential to grow 10%. Man, no, no, no. When you look at God, the, the question is the centurion's question. What does God say about the situation? He doesn't need to turn up in the flesh. You don't need a sign or a wonder. You just need to know, we need to know that the Word is in us and the Word is everything. The Word changes everything. He made everything out of nothing. Yeah. The, the other day, oh, maybe a year ago, I got back from England. And when I, when I got back from England, I, I had my iPad and I'd taken all these photos on my iPhone and I synced it all up, you know, how you do. And I got all these photos on my iPad and I, and I sat down with my daughter, Lara. And I, I said to her, Lara, I said, let me, let me show you all the photos of my trip to England. So I sat down and, you know, I'd gone to London and I saw Churchill's war rooms. I saw Churchill's war rooms, so showing her photos. And then I showed a big band and Buckingham Palace and, you know, Manchester, showed a downtown Manchester, showed her, you know, the great mall there. I've forgotten what it's called, but it's really great. And I showed her, showed her that. And, you know, then I showed her, you know, I went to, went to uh, Glasgow when my grandfather was born. I showed her, showed her pictures of Glasgow and uh, I showed her these other places that we've been. We, we, did, we did like hundreds and hundreds of miles in, in a two week period and preached all over the place and I'd taken photos like a mad thing everywhere I went. I, I sat down, I showed her, I showed her all these photos, photo after after photo after photo after after photo and, and her little mind is taking it all in. You ever seen a kid take it in? And she's taking it all in and she's seeing the images and she's looking at it all and, and, and out of her childhood state, she just said to me, Daddy, can I go there one day? And I started to realise that I wasn't speaking to this linear, this small, reduced down, adult, rational mind. I was speaking to a kid who's just asking one question. To a father that in her naivety believes can do anything. But our Father in Heaven, we need no naivety to believe that He can do anything. And she's asking of her father, can, do you say that I can go there? Because if you say I can go there, then I can. Now I'm thinking about she, she needs a passport. Firstly, she's never gonna go alone. She's gonna be surrounded by armed guards. You know, then I'm thinking about the budget. Hello, you know, like jeepers. I'm gonna have to get a job at nights or something, you know. I'm thinking about all the things that need to come together in order for that to be. And then I realised that a kid is asking a simple question. Does dad say yes or does dad say no? And church, that's the life that Jesus wants you and I to live. The question is not whether the doctors can heal you. Can Jesus send His Word and heal you? The question is only about the Word. 
And my friends, I truly believe that God is just wanting to awaken somebody who's hearing my voice across the country this morning to simply believe that with the Word, when the Word comes, He sent forth His Word and healed them. He sent forth His Word and it cured our diseases. He is the one who brought light into our darkness. He brings life to the place of death. He can transform a situation. He can liberate your soul. He can restore your joy. He can banish your anxiety. He can come into our lives and make every scrap of difference that we need because He is the Word. And all over this building this morning, every service this morning, Jesus, Jesus is the Word. He's the Word that heals. He is the Word who saves. He is the Word who delivers. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and John Cameron, go to arise.org.nz or follow them on Twitter at John Allen Cameron and at Arise Church.